0: This is episode 302. This episode is sponsored by Kettlebell Kitchen. KettlebellKitchen.com. The discount code is GGW. You can support the podcast by supporting our great sponsors. You know how much we love Kettlebell Kitchen, they're wonderful people to work with. It's so easy to customize your plan. You can do a little, you can do a lot, you can change it, you can customize your meals every week, you can pause orders if you want to. They're wonderful meals, delicious meals. I had one today and it was delicious. Please support Girls Gone Wild podcast. We know you have a lot of sponsors to choose from and a lot of podcasts that you listen to. So we always really appreciate that you choose Girls Gone Wild to support and we love you guys for it. This week, Claire and I talk about Valentine's Day, kind of, sort of. We talk about couples. I put my therapy hat on a little bit. Uh, We get into couples and how fighting fair is a thing and what you should do when you get into a fight. And how do you argue? These are important things because we we joke a lot about marriage hacks, but I think sometimes we just kind of have to get serious and be like, all right, but really, truly, how do you get along with your partner? So hope you enjoy this episode. You can send us your feedback at girlsgonewad at gmail.com. And please leave us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us out as well. We love you and we hope you enjoy episode 302. We just have to start recording so we can hear (laughs) that story. That was so great.
1: About how I'm like 45 minutes late to our p- episode because I just <laughs> randomly the fell asleep. most
0: <laughs> epic nap. I hope it was a good nap. Oh my
1: gosh. I've been taking so many naps, like unrealistic amounts of naps. It was a really, I mean, it was a good nap. <laughs> I The best is that it started when I like went to go wake Miles up from his nap and then I said, and he got up and I just didn't. <laughs> I just <laughs> stayed laying in bed.
0: Anyway. Well, I started freaking out because I was like... Well, yeah, I was like, "Oh my God, is she okay?" And I knew that you weren't like going into labor because right. you would have been texting me because you, you would have been awake. And I was like, "Is she okay?" Right. And then, then like just that moment when I was texting you, you called me, so I was like, "Oh, thank God,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm alive." And I just
0: know, pregnant lady, I know, right? No, I'm alive. I just was asleep.
1: There's just I'm just really a lot of naps are happening in my life these days. A lot of naps. I don't it's Just blame a lot, you. you know, a lot of work to keep a whole second human alive.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and one of these days, in theory, uh, you know,
0: I won't have to worry about that anymore. But it's she really is taking her time right now. It's taking her sweet time. Yeah. How's the patience? Do you really want to record all of this? I don't care. Yeah, sure. Okay. How's the feeling of patience going? It's not going great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So we're recording this. It's February seventh. May two yep. days tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, okay. I know we said this in our in episode three oh one that which just came out today, but it's like we don't
0: really know when this one will go out. Right. So hopefully we're just kind by of time, doing all this stockpiling because yeah, we just you we want to give you enough time to recover and
1: Yeah, you just never know. And so still hopefully, put episodes out. By the time that you guys hear this, I will be not pregnant anymore. But yeah, it's you know, this is a tough it's like a tough phase to be in because you it, you know, like there's just not a lot that I can there's nothing
0: there's nothing that you I can, can do. do
1: and yet, I kind of have to be, like, ready at any moment. Yeah. But also, like, you know, relaxed and, like, just going with the flow and, like... Yeah. But also ready at any moment, so...
0: <laughs> yeah. Just, that's what... And, like, anything naps. going on in your body, you're like, wait, is that something? Literally that anything. Something? Like, I mm-hmm. woke up and I was like, I don't feel very good. And I was like,
1: oh, maybe I'm going to labor. And it's was like, nope, it's just because you had um, huevos rancheros for breakfast,
0: you weirdo. <laughs> anyway... Okay, well, we're we're trying to be patient with you.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: So, do you want to check in on resolutions? Because I was thinking about that today. Yeah. Speaking of the year, presence, you're like really in it. How's that going for you? (laughs) You Like I'm still Uh, being present.
1: Why don't you start?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was just kind of funny because when you were texting me last night and you were. You're like, You're, you are the worst at deflecting when we have conversations like this. So Claire and I will text each other about stuff with the podcast. And then when I get overwhelmed, I just like start deflecting and I just like make jokes. And it ties so much to like my resolution of like how I'm failing. Because I'm like, oh, my whole resolution is to raise the bar and to expect more of myself and to aim higher and to look for potential. And I'm like scared crapless. And that's what I do when I'm scared is I'm just like, uh, so uh, how is the weather? Dogs. <laughs> and I totally caught myself. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, I need to work on that. But I I think it's really easy. It, it made me realize that in January, it's really easy to get motivated with anything. It's the start of a new year. It's, a, it's exciting. And then January feels like it's a whole year long itself. And here we are in February and I've, kind of fell off the not motivation. It just hasn't been in the forefront of my mind. And I don't really do a good job of like keeping it in the forefront forefront of my mind. So I think at this point, I'm just trying to remind myself of like, yeah, you need to push through this block because it's truly a block. Even episode 300. I'm like, are these people really here for us? Like I still do that. Is this still real? <laughs> and I know people want to be like, shut up. But I do that. I'm just being honest.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like, any so last night we were kind of started just texting about like you know what's the future of podcasting and like the minute that those types of conversations stop being like conceptual and start going into like well here's what we should do joy yeah and or i'm like well we like we should be doing this this and this and then joy is like i miss that guy's dog (laughs) I'm like what? Where did that come from? I can like, de- I can sense her like desperately trying to get out of the conversation. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. Like, come back, and mm-hmm. I'm like trying so hard to pull yeah. her back into the middle.
0: Yeah. And like, Claire knows me so well <laughs> by now that it's like I just can't pull any moves on her. No. So I'm like, yeah, I was it's like,
1: true. you're the worst at deflecting. She was like, you mean the best? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay, yes, that is what I meant. Still, you're still deflecting. However, that was also a deflection.
0: That was also a deflection. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, right. It smacked me right in front of the face. Uh, in the face, I was like, "Yeah, that's a uh, that's a fear of mine." But it is. It's like my coping mechanism has been like, "Okay, I'm just gonna jump ship." Uh, this conversation, like the whole, what's that show, New Girl, where they like moonwalk out of the room when they're uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's me. It's you, but on text message. <laughs> Okay, by the way, someone, uh, one of our listeners wrote me and was like, Oh my gosh, Joy, I'm so glad that you addressed something that we wouldn't expect to see from you if we came and did a workout with you, was that I'm really not a talkative person overall. Like, on the podcast, is totally different, but... She's like, I'm so glad you said that. I came to work out with you like a few years ago and you were so quiet. <laughs> and she's like, I just felt like I was you were annoyed by me. And now I feel bad because I'm like, oh man, now I look like an a-hole. But it was 5.30 in the morning and it is like, you know, workout time. But I was kind of laughing at that because I was like, oh, I'm so sorry for anyone who comes to work out with us in the future. If you think I'm going to be Chatty Cathy, you would be wrong. And please, be wrong. I hope I don't disappoint you. <laughs> Kind of a quiet person.
1: Yep, it's true. <laughs> I know, it's funny. And especially in the morning. And like, you're even like that, like when, you know, if I come to work out with you, yeah, it's not personal. It's just joy.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so resolutions, I think my goal right now is to not feeling forced by it. I just feel like I need to remind myself of it. Like even today, I was like, what was my resolution? Yeah. Like, that's not a good sign when you even <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> not a good time. Not a good sign.
1: I think, well, and we had talked about this, I remember when you first kind of brought it up where I had said my hope for you with this goal was to like get out of your head uh-huh. and be able just to kind of start
0: taking right. actions. Yeah.
1: And, um, and that's still, that's still well,
0: true. Yeah. Well, Scott was, Scott and I had dinner on New Year's Eve and we were talking all about this stuff. And I, you, there's moments where I get like really passionate, and excited about stuff, but then I get scared of like the follow through and he's like, Joy, there's never going to be a perfect time. Like you can't, like there's never going to be a perfect time. Right. And it's that whole, I'm like, I know this, but when it comes to yourself, you doing it, it's totally different. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, and I thank you husband. I think like when, when you
1: planned, cause you really planned our 300, our 300th party. Mm-hmm. And I could tell that like, you when you went to go you know sign the contract like to for the space you were really gung ho about it and then all of a sudden you're like i don't know is this the right one like should i be doing this and it's like go just sign it sign it sign it sign mm-hmm. it like it's you know 80 people or whatever like we can get 80 people mm-hmm and i remember thinking like okay like she's really like getting out of her comfort zone and you know signing up for things and
0: mm-hmm. going putting
1: us out there and like she's committing yeah. we're going to have 80 people and um yeah i was like now you got to keep that momentum instead of being like well that was my one thing right i checked that off my <laughs> <Yeah>. list <laughs> that technically was in 2018 so, so. right <laughs> That's
0: very true. Yeah. It doesn't count nope. at all. Nope. Yeah, but that was that was a good example of being like, all right, I'm just going to commit. I'm going to put this out there and we're going to see what happens. And then you're like, hey, we sold out in two days. We're good. And I was like, okay, phew, past that goal. Anyway. What are you doing to remind yourself? I think I need to write it down somewhere, like either or have it like on my screensaver, somewhere that I have it visually in front of me. I'm super visual, obviously, when I have like a million notes all the time. So that's probably what I'll do like sticky note or I like the screensaver thing because so I like to change up my screensaver and I have a little whiteboard at work that I put quotes on every day. So I think I'll put that on there too. So the dry January thing too, I was a lot of people kind of messaged us about that. I was like, oh yeah, I've done that and it feels really good. And I didn't expect to feel this good. And I just kind of kept it going. Like I had a glass of wine February 1st and then I was like, I just like, it doesn't feel great. And so I'm going to not be strict about it, but I just really, really, really feel better. I feel my mood is better. Like it's definitely helping my seasonal affective disorder. By that, I just mean like every day I'm kind of noticing that I'm like more clear headed and not as moody. I think everyone can kind of relate to that pull of just sadness. And I don't feel that. And I think it's really related to not drinking because I can't attribute it to anything else. So I'm like, I'm going to kind of keep that in mind. Not saying I'm going to just stop drinking completely, but that's been a huge benefit for me that i'm just not willing not willing to let it go yet
1: yeah and i think also like there's no no need necessarily to put a label on it of like you know dry february or whatever right totally you know just and i think this is interesting we've de- we definitely talked about it last month as well like this is something that you have definitely experienced before and have you know in in past times over the years when you've cut out drinking you've always really been impacted by how much better you feel and just like how much you kind of don't miss it. And then like slowly it kind of creeps back in. And I think everyone kind of has that thing. You know, I feel that way when I, if I like can get to the point where I'm like meal prepping and I'm really dialed in, Right. And then, and I feel great. And it's like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then like slowly it kind of falls off and it be, it feels like this huge effort. When in reality, it's like, this actually is not that big of a deal.
0: It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, I think that's what I've noticed. And I don't think I've ever stopped drinking for this long. Like even in the whole 30, I think I may have had like a glass or two throughout the month. Maybe I didn't. I remember being in a different headspace about it. Like I don't remember my mood. I felt more alert, but I didn't feel anything related to my mood. And I think that's what I'm like, super jazzed about is I'm like, Oh, I feel like the cloud is lifted. I feel a lot better this way. So so we'll see. I think what I've also noticed is just like the culture around drinking. Like I don't love sometimes I see people on social media that kind of like joke about breaking dry January or Oh, I only lasted four days and kind of make a joke out of it. And I'm like, I mean, I get that. But it's also to me, I get a little sensitive where I'm like, I people have real addictions with this. And I think everyone just kind of comes at it from their own space. But to me, I'm like, I don't think that I don't think it's very funny to joke about this. stuff. <laughs> but I think I'm a little more sensitive than others around all of that. Did I tell you I Marie kondo my clothes?
1: I saw your Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Did you feel amazing? But you said Scott was like trying to micro you.
0: <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> well, I started I was really procrastinating because I was nervous about it. And so... I I was like, okay, I'm just going to start. So I just started dumping all my clothes in the middle of the room. And he's like, what are you doing? Are you really doing this? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. And so I started doing it. It wasn't so bad. Like once you kind of get going, you definitely, especially because you've had you could like watch her method and you see how you're supposed to like pull something out that you really, really know for sure you want to get rid of. And so I started doing it. And then he'd walk through and he'd be like, wait, you're getting rid of that. And I was like, stop it. You're not helping. Like you're supposed to be helping me get rid of things. And he's the person who's always like, what's the plan for this? So the fact that he was like trying to get me to keep things, I found that really funny. I was like, dude, stop trying to micromanage my purging yeah, situation. Yeah, I can see that
1: from him though because he is like so, you know, his, his whole thing is like giving you gifts and like For sure. When you wear well, them, one of it the things really was special. this
0: awesome, yeah, one of these one of the, th- the things I got rid of was this long like red corduroy duster. It was like a really beautiful long coat. He bought it for me like 10 years ago, right? I haven't worn it in at least seven years. Right. Like I would do not remember wear
1: what. a full length quarter. I actually Duster. wore it a
0: lot like in the spring. Cause it is kind of like a, it's not as obnoxious as it sounds, I promise, but it's like just a nice layer, but I just don't, it doesn't fit me that well anymore. It's just kind of an odd fit. Yeah. And so I don't wear it anymore. And he was like, but I bought that for you. And I was like, and it has a rip in the lining and I know I haven't worn it in seven years. And he's like, Oh, okay. So it is kind of that thing of like attachment to things, but the funny thing is, is the man hasn't worn like one thing that I ever buy him. Like, that's why I don't buy him clothing anymore. <laughs> so it doesn't matter to him because that's not his love language. But it's, it was just really right. funny because he's like, oh, you're getting rid of that? And I was like, yes, yes, I am. Well, that's like one of the
1: things she talks about. I was like, don't keep things just because somebody gave it to you. For sure. But that's hard. It is hard. My dad is like that. Like, if he gives you something like years later, he'll be like, so like he gave Brandon an iPad for Christmas in like 20, literally 2013. And he's still like, is Brandon still using the iPad? No, I'm like... Uh huh. It only holds one like app at a time now, but my, yeah.
0: Didn't he do that with your iWatch too? Oh
1: yeah, my Apple yeah. Watch. Like, he got my stepmom this like ty- like insulated leather jacket in Scotland, and he's always like anytime she wears it, he's like, "So you, how are you liking that jacket?" Yeah. So he likes to give gifts. He loves to give gifts. Yeah. And then he loves to, che- like, br- like, to check, yeah, like, like how- yeah, like Brandon, Brandon's car used to be my dad's car, and. He, oh, I remember that. Yeah, and he yeah. is always like, so how's Brandon liking that car? I'm like, still good. Still liking it. <laughs> still liking it. Oh, my God. It's funny. Uh, we would love to hear your guys' stories of like random, obscure references to long past gifts that like your people, because <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody that, like, out they there. they need to hang on yeah, to. Yeah, who's like, well, and I even like know of, you know, people's mother-in-laws who will come over like 10 years later and be like, where's that, you know, thing I got you? Where's that snow globe I bought you back brought you back from the Bahamas in nineteen seventy five? You know, and like get really offended if you don't have it anymore.
0: Yeah, I can just the practice was really good because I do have a sentimental bone and I like to keep things that are meaningful, but Scott really taught me the value of getting rid of things and not being attached to stuff. It just, it is. It's like once it's out of your house, you just don't notice it. There's always going to be things that I'm always going to keep. It's like, you know, heirlooms or whatever. But for the most part, it's like, I'm going to pass it on to someone who could really use it just sitting in my closet.
1: And I've also just kind of started taking like this you know, the decluttering thing with a grain of salt. I was like, yesterday I was putting my underwear away in my underwear drawer. And like, I don't have compartments in my underwear drawer. It's just like all my socks and underwear and bras are all mixed together. And I was like, yeah. is it really going to change my life if I were to like separate these and fold them and put them into their own little section?
0: Yeah, Definitely I not. think I cheated because I didn't do that part. Yeah, it's not. Just I don't have the patience for that. No, it's And no I important. think I'm okay. Like my life doesn't feel incomplete because of it. Yeah,
1: I feel like there's part of it where it's like, <laughs> okay, I can appreciate that it would be like somewhat satisfying to have all these things done. But is it really going to be that different? Is it really, is the juice really worth the squeeze for this? Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Is the juice really worth the squeeze?
1: (laughs) So for me, the year of presence, it's going okay. You know, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago that like, I don't think there's a lot of benefit into forcing myself to be uber present during this time. Like, I think it's important to you know, be aware and like, kind of recognize the process that I'm going through. And, you know, there's a huge, huge transition that's about to happen. But at the same time, like, I don't need to be, it's an uncomfortable period of time, like the waiting is very uncomfortable. And so I don't feel like I have to force myself to take in every single second of it. And so naps are a big deal for me right now. And like, you know, just kind of, I do, I've been doing a lot of things not to try to escape But to just like take my mind off of it. And I think that that's part of kind of what I'm learning with the year of presence is that presence doesn't have to necessarily always mean being like excruciatingly in the moment if it's not a great moment. Like, you know, it's also it's just kind of more about giving like being aware of and giving myself what I need in that moment. But the one thing that I have been doing, which I talked about on Instagram recently, was is that I've been posting every day three like little things I'm thankful for on my personal Instagram stories and I don't know why I decided not to do it on Girls Gone Wild but maybe I'll start doing it over there but I really liked it and it it does help me to at least in that moment when I'm doing it and thinking about it be really present about that day and you know kind of reflective be in a state of reflection and it's the little things like sometimes like yesterday I was thankful for I got to clean out my fridge You know, like, it's not these huge, big things. Sometimes it is, but I really like it because it just kind of forces me to take a couple minutes each day to sit there and think, like, okay, what happened today that was really good and... Mm -hmm. Even if it was kind of a crap day, like there still are always a couple things that stand out. So I've really enjoyed getting to do that. And yeah, it's been fun. It's been something to, that I've really started to look forward to doing every
0: day. And the research from Shauna Core, who's the happiness expert, will say that that's the best practice is to list things that you're grateful for within 24 hours. Because it really forces you to look at the little things every single day as opposed to being like... I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. Cause like everyone knows that it's kind right. of a given. It doesn't take a lot of thought, but when you're really seeking like
1: the little things, right?
0: The moments. Yeah. And
1: sometimes they're the same. Like a lot of times in the last like, couple weeks, I've been thankful for naps. Like that's fine, but yeah, if I if you would ask me like, well, what are you thankful for this month? I'd be like, well, I'm thankful for a healthy pregnancy. I'm thankful for yeah, my family, like these big things. It's like, well, of course you're thankful for that, but yeah, it's as opposed to sitting down and being like, I'm really thankful that I can park in my garage because Brandon cleaned it out. Or like, I'm really thankful that Choco Love is two for one at Whole Foods right now. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's right. Cause it's Cause Valentine's, Valentine's day. day almost. Yeah. Oh my God. I love when chocolate love is on sale. It's day my favorite. For one. The, is it really right yes. now? Of course it is. Yeah. Cause it's Valentine's Dark day. Dark chocolate <gasps> with
1: almonds. I got like f- oh, like four bars today. So, good.
0: so, so good. good. Which by the way, I did buy a box of your stepsisters. Um,
1: oh, the Chica, Chica, Chica chocolates.
0: Chica chocolates. And they're so good. Aren't
1: they so good?
0: I'm gonna do an unofficial plug for Chica Chocolates because first of all, that their branding and everything is adorable. I know they're so cute, ah, and the chocolates really good. And it's such
1: a smart idea. Like it's you a have your little idea. truffle; it has all your Chinese herbs to help Chinese your herbs in
0: chocolate. What's not to love? What's to Love, yeah. And the box is really cute. Like when you open it, there's all this writing inside. And it tells you all about the chocolates, and then they wrote me this handwritten note. I didn't know if they like know who I, I think was, they did, and they're yeah. like, "I'm Claire's stepsister." It was so cute. <laughs>
1: So cute, yeah. They're so cute, and so if you guys want to support, like a fun little, you yes, know, yes, female female-owned, owned, badass family business, family-owned local business. Yeah, they make well these really yummy chocolate truffles that are infused with Chinese herbs that
0: support your monthly cycle. Do you do Valentine's Day gifts with Brandon?
1: Not usually because. Christmas happens and then like right afterwards our anniversary happens. Right. And so by the time we get to Valentine's Day, and then Brandon's birthday like, is in March. Right. So by the time we get to Valentine's Day, we're both kinda like, I need a break from trying to figure out what like stupid. Right. Thing to I need a break you. from
0: celebrating you.
1: Yeah. I need a break from getting... and like f- neither one of us gifts are like not a really big one of our love languages they're on, both of us kind of are on there but like you know who doesn't like getting gifts but they're right. not it's not that big of a deal so no we probably won't especially because i'm due hopefully
0: in the right next i was week. gonna say how did the christmas thing turn out by the way because remember when he's like are we buying each other gifts oh he never like got me anything
1: <laughs> no and then for our anniversary um he got me something and he gave it to me like three weeks late because he made me these wooden tulips uh-huh so he bought This is going to sound so, so like ungrateful, but he went out and bought like literally probably close to $500 worth of power tools. He bought a band saw and a Dremel and like some other stuff. And he was like, came home from, cause he got some Christmas money or whatever from his family and he's like, I'm going to go buy some tools. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. He comes back with like a million things and I was like, what are you doing? He was like, well, this is to make your anniversary present. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And it took him three weeks and he made three like wooden tulips that he like basically dremeled i'm like you spent five hundred dollars on this thing you could have just spent like a hundred dollars on a
0: gift but you're like i wouldn't mind a massage right about literally now.
1: that's what i said i was like you know i asked for a massage <laughs> <laughs> but it, they're they're really cute and it's like he put a lot of work into it of
0: course and so, of course Brandon. Yeah. they're the best Ugh. but
1: yeah it was just kind of one of those things right it was like i know for a fact this is just an excuse for him to buy these
0: tools Totally. hundred percent like totally. He, he totally Scott will do that. He'll be like, I need to go buy an apple picker and like some and then he comes home with this like saw to like saw off a tree branch. It's like twenty feet long. Yeah, and and I'm like, like, What? Why do we need this? And he's like, he's like, We need this because the trees are gonna fall in the power line, some like basically saving your life. I'm like, Okay.
1: Yeah, this is okay. for you, Joy. We ha- we <laughs> have I w- like probably four different large saws. Like we have a band saw. A circular saw, a jigsaw. What is it with... I don't...
0: I Okay, I don't mean to make a huge stereotype, but like dudes and... And, and power and tools. Tra- power tools. I just...
1: Yeah, and it's not... There's like, something there. Luna doesn't build stuff, really. I don't really understand... And you, it's You're like, just Scott.
0: And each of these, and then like yeah. all the neighbors know that he has all the tools, so they come borrow it because they like actually oh, use I it. I feel really bad yeah. saying this, but I'm like they actually do stuff. Well, and like, Scott does stuff, but
1: like you don't need it. No. Like you
0: don't need this on a daily basis. No,
1: it's like he'll have a one project and he'll go buy all these things for that one project. i like, so will Scott. Could you? So will Scott. Could you not have like?
0: Bar, like phone to friend phone yeah phone to friend Whatever. um by the way laughing so hard i have to interrupt because that post that someone sent us keep sending us your what's the plan for this oh it. i laughed so hard at the one did you see the one with the monitors yeah, just like she six had six like computer like monitors 10? on the
1: floor in their guest room did you see the one with like the kombucha <gasps> it was so gross it was like this huge just ball of
0: literal mold in this jar. It's like an old kombucha SCOBY. So when you send it to us, make sure if it's on Instagram, make sure you tag us in it so we can repost it because I really wanted to put, I should have just screenshotted that one with the nasty kombucha because it was so
1: That was so disgusting. And I feel like it was just like a ball of mold on their counter. Literally a ball of mold, like in a jar covered with a dishcloth. Where I was like, oh, somebody had real good intentions to start a kombucha like three months ago. But they're hanging on to it because they're like, it's going to start. I'm like, no, if you make kombucha out of that at this point, you would
0: die. Oh, my God. Yeah, you would die. But We had a similar
1: thing. We just recently threw out like a sourdough starter that we had started like back in. When was that? forever ago that was a
0: long time ago and it it went. It was like a year ago it wasn't
1: a year ago it was like probably five four or five months ago but we had put it in the fridge because if you put it in the fridge then like obviously it it slows down the fermenting and yeah. you can kind of like forget about it for a little while well we like really forgot about it and so yeah it was yesterday when i was cleaning out the fridge i pulled it out and i was like yep this is done and it didn't did like it smell like? or anything but it just was like well this can't be safely turned into bread <laughs> hmm good to know okay so gross
0: yeah i so scott of course mr gift giver for valentine's day and he's going to be traveling on valentine's day whenever he whenever this episode releases it may actually be released on valentine's day if this is if we're going to be doing it soon but he oh god we we're just hanging out the other day and a package arrives and he's like oh this is your valentine's day gift and i was like oh. and he just leaves it on the counter and He's like, oh, I'm so excited to give this to you. And part of me is like, well, crap, what the heck do I get him? Like every single year I do this, right? Like stress myself out to the very last minute. I'm like, I'll just take him out to dinner. The guy just, he has everything. Or he's really into outdoor voices right now. Like he really does like that brand, which by the way, I will say I love their leggings. I know you feel like they're a little too high. But they are so tight around the waist that they actually stay up.
1: Well, and I'm just talking and about like I the high. W- I didn't try the like non high waisted ones. Do they have
0: men's stuff? pretty sure these are. Yeah, they have men's stuff, oh. and they're, it's really great. I mean, great. I don't know why I
1: asked that if you tell me like Scott really likes it, like he's walking around the high waisted leggings, but.
0: Yeah, definitely not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> what could you get Scott? I know. I feel like we're always trying. Like we are always trying honestly, to think of like what like exhibit uh, honestly, is in town like, or like
0: yeah something that's in town. I'm taking him to the Colorado, Colorado Symphony with the Flaming Lips end of oh February. that'll be fun. So maybe I'll take him out to dinner beforehand, there but then go. it's like not on Valentine's Day. Like I feel like he's he's Mister. It has to be on time. Yeah. So like I'm queen of like I'll send you a birthday present maybe two weeks after your birthday. Totally. And he's like that is horrible. That's the worst. Like he's always mortified if I don't have. Have, like everything ducks in a row when it comes to gift giving that's
1: funny like that's not my love language you're not a, a a proper gift giver yeah
0: i've gotten better i will say because of him anyway that's but so valentine's funny. day you should it should get me him think something of, like, like super
1: cheesy get him like a embroidered oh, letterman jacket I or something
0: should. or just like a t-shirt with jt's face on it or, something. or like a just,
1: t-shirt like, with your face on it
0: very much better yeah it's just says, so much better i love my wife <laughs> you should do that <laughs> I would, yeah. You know when the funnest part... The funnest. It's the funnest part of Valentine's Day was when you were a kid. Remember in junior high when you got to kind of passively, aggressively... I feel like junior high crush? yeah, was too
1: passive aggressive. I want like second grade Valentine's Day where like it was just candy and yeah. mailboxes made out of Kleenex boxes. That's true. Yeah,
0: But then like when you started to have crushes, you could actually like write it a Valentine. It was stressful. No, I wrote... I remember writing one to my crush in sixth grade, Josh Taylor. Josh still Taylor. wish I knew where he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was so cute. Blonde hair, blue eyes. He sounds just cute. Dreamy. Josh Taylor.
1: Such a cute name. It's like the most,
0: yeah, it's such a common name. And I remember writing him a Valentine just being like, oh my gosh, does he know that this is a Valentine that not everyone else got? Like thinking that he's going <laughs> to even notice. Definitely would never notice. Valentine's Day was so fun when you were a kid. But anyway, okay. Do we want to talk a little bit about... I was going to go through some, since we talked so much about marriage hacks, I was going to go through some like good tools for being in a marriage like i have some fair fighting rules that i use with couples sure so that'd be kind of like funny to talk about that like a
1: valentine's day episode anyway so let's just like lay it all out there
0: we make fun of like relationships but i think it's also serious to be like there's certain things that we can do to be better myself included so all of these discussions i'm talking to myself as well because i am by no means perfect Let's start with fair fighting rules, which is like one of my favorites because I'm such like when you guys get into arguments, is your go-to like defense? Like what is your go-to coping mechanism oh my when you gosh. get into arguments? It really
1: depends like w- whether or not we're on our A game. We have had to, we have spent so much time learning how to fight. And I think that that's something that people don't realize like is really important is to learn how to effectively fight with your spouse
0: it's so important yeah and so it's a
1: big thing for us like brandon and i are opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to the way that we really like experience emotions and content especially emotions in conflict i am the type of person who just like i want to just yell and be done with it Mm -hmm. and he is the complete opposite he needs to like sit with what happened process it and then like calmly talk about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I want to like just diffuse it, like just yell in the moment and then like we're done. Mm -hmm. And so we spend a ton of time and a lot of therapy going through like, okay, how can we make it so that if I feel like if I like blow up at him, then he feels like you're just bullying me. And like, you know, he can't he feels like he can't respond. He feels like I just am like, you know, like, dog attacking him into a corner mm-hmm. and now he's out of options and all you know his only option is to, like roll over right and then if i don't do that and i wait for him to be ready to talk about it then i feel like well i'm just babying you and like mm-hmm. i should be able you know i should be able to have a like genuine reaction to whatever i'm feeling in the moment and if i have to hold back that much then like I, you know, you're like you win in that situation. Situation, right? It's like a you win type, right? Of, yeah. And then, of course, both of us feels like even after eight and a half years that the other one still isn't doing any work. You know, it's like whenever we talk about it, we both still still totally feel like, well, I'm the only one who's changed. A lot of what we do is like a combination of me trying to still approach things in the moment, but not like in an aggressive way, and him trying to like okay how can he kind of take that in the moment but then like still be able to bring it up again the next day and talk
0: through it without getting into another fight all over again
1: (laughs) right well and like i mean this has backfired in a lot of ways so like one time i found out that he had been keeping a list of all of the things that i was doing that like annoyed him and i found it in an well we were in an airport so like tensions are already high when you're traveling And I took his phone for some reason, maybe my phone was low on battery and I was like wanting to check our flight. And I opened that when I turned off the lock screen, like his notepad was up and it was just a list of like all these things that I had done that had annoyed him in the last like month. And, you know, like I had snapped at him like on the train or something. And so he had written down like on the train when you yelled at me for this. And I was like,
0: I mean, like just keeping some score, keeping
1: a hundred. It was a scorecard. And I was just, I freaked out. And he was like, "Well, this is my way of like remembering these things so that I can bring them up later." I'm like, "Yeah, but when were you going to bring them up?" And so in that moment, like that, everything just completely collapsed because I, I, like in his mind, he was like, "This is great. I have all these things so that later on we can have this like big constructive discussion." And then instead, it ended up in this like, "No, we're talking about this now." I freaked out. And then like in the on in the other on the other side of it it always backfires whenever I do that of like where I just like bark at him because he can't respond in that road. Right, right. It's not like opening up a conversation. Not at all. Like he just completely shuts yeah. down and then he feels like, well, I'm not, I don't even have a chance. So I might as well just like throw up my arms and walk away in this conversation. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Like so we struggle thing.
0: with it. Yeah. yeah. So the first, one of the first ones is like, before you begin, ask yourself why you feel upset. So are you really angry? Or for instance, when I start nitpicking is like a sign for me that I'm upset about something else. So I'll get really short and I'll get really bitey and I'll like any little thing will annoy me about Scott. And I'll be like, Oh, it took me forever to notice that that was a pattern took me forever. But I would come home, I'd be bitey at him. I'd be short with him when in reality, I really needed to talk to him about whatever it was. But I just couldn't I couldn't stop doing it. It took me forever to get over that. But so before you begin ask yourself why you feel upset is it like something you need to be clear about and address with someone are you, or and are you taking out these little things because you're pissed about something bigger, which I'm totally guilty of doing. And then discuss one issue at a time. So I do this a lot too is I think a lot of people will start doing this. It's like when you start talking about one thing, it just is like, well, then there was last year when you you start keeping score. And then you start doing, it's like like attracts like. So you just, your brain reaches for all the things that are like what just happened. And so we tend to do this whole like, well, last year when you did this, and then last week when you did this, when really, you're really supposed to be only talking about the issue that started the whole thing. And that drives me crazy too. Like, Scott will go, well, six months ago, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this six months ago? And then it it just
1: completely blows up even more. Yes, or like, I'll bring up something to Brandon where I'm like, well, that didn't mean that. And he's like, well, remember that? Oh, he'll be like, well, because in the past, this has happened. I'm like, that
0: was one time. That was one time. Yeah, it's that. Like, And keeping score feels really shitty because it feels like, A, I don't love when Scott will say something like, well, yeah, six months ago, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm like, why didn't you tell me that six months ago? Have you been holding on to this this entire time? And then I'm like, you're thinking about this for six months and you haven't told me? Discuss one issue at a time. Address it quick if you can. And don't lump all of the things together that happened like years and years and years ago.
1: I feel It like just feels crappy. It feels crappy. And like, so my, I mean, as we all know, hopefully by this point, my family is um, my parents I call them serial monogamists my mom's married to her third husband and my dad's married to his fifth wife I feel like that is like this can be such a fatal flaw in a marriage is that scorekeeping Mm -hmm. because if you are constantly living in that headspace even if you're only giving one of your brain to those fights like that is when those are the types of fights that even as a kid I always thought like this is bad like you're mad because oh, you forgot something, you know, I, I, I really needed this thing at the store in order to make dinner and you forgot it. Well, this is just like the time six months ago
0: when you forgot yeah. this. You and like, always do you this. All, and then you yeah. use extreme language and generalize and that's right. horrible too. Because it's like, well, you always do this. It's like, that just shuts down the conversation. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're turning it into who's going to win yes. and who's right and wrong. Right. I think like one of the things that I always like to remember is there's
1: that quote that's like, what is it now i'm gonna botch it anyway the gist of it is like it's not you versus each other like you're on the same team it's like it's not you versus your husband it's you and your husband versus the issue yes and if you're on the same you're on the same team yeah what is so always okay i feel like i like got went like got
0: really detailed into me and brandon's fighting dynamic what is your fighting dynamic so our fighting dynamic is I, Scott's pretty quiet about things. Like he doesn't let things, he doesn't bring things up unless I do. And so that's why sometimes I'll get really frustrated because I'll be like, why didn't you tell me this six months ago? Typically what happens is I'll bring it up and then he starts to go, I want to say not shut down, but he's always like, you're talking about this as the issue, but here's all the reasons why you're wrong. Like here's all the evidence that I have." actually done what you're mad about. If I think he hasn't done A, he's like, here's all the reasons why I have done A. And then I'm like, okay, now you're not listening to me. So he's always constantly trying to be like, I'm going to just prove you wrong. And here's the evidence. Or I'm like, you're not listening to the feelings. So we always have to have that discussion because he tends to just want to kind of be like, here's the talking points of why I disagree with you. And he doesn't see that as like him not listening. He sees it as him being like, but no, look, you're wrong. Here's where I have been. Here's why you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always like, no, you need to listen to my feelings. Right. It's like,
1: well, regardless of whether or not you think that you, your tone was this, that's what I experienced. And it made me feel this way. I don't usually, I'm more like a Scott where I'll be like, well, you know, you're telling me that you're mad because I did this. Well, I didn't really do that. So you shouldn't be mad. And it's like, well, regardless of what, of your perception of what you did, I still feel mad.
0: Right. So like, exactly. Let's get,
1: let's go there. Or like yeah. the one that I hear a lot about is, and this one also is like, can literally be a fatal flaw is if one spouse is hanging out with someone usually the opposite sex and it makes the other spouse feel uncomfortable. And then that person, and then like say, you know, the husband's hanging out with another woman and the wife approached them and is like, I'm uncomfortable you're hanging out with her so much. And that then the husband gets defensive and is like, well, you shouldn't, you know, like there's nothing here. Like you're just overreacting. Well, it doesn't matter if it's nothing there. The point is I feel uncomfortable. Exactly. And
0: that's a very extreme example, but... No, but it's perfect. And I Scott is one that I also had to learn over time that he expresses emotions in a completely different way. And for the longest time, I thought that was his... I thought that it was a problem of him not expressing emotions, meaning he didn't care. And that is definitely not the case. Because I learned real quick that if I pushed him far enough, he was like, listen to me. Like he... It's almost like I had to, like, push him so far to where I saw emotion that I was like, whoa, you really do care. (laughs) And so we had to learn a lot about that, too. But it's like, oh, he just expresses so differently than I do. And I had to appreciate that about him. But it is like you can't squeeze blood out of a a turnip. Like, I was trying so hard to get him to be, like, this way of expressing feelings. And he's like, I don't do that. Does not compute. (laughs)
1: That is literally exactly what happened with me and Brandon. Like, he – I remember – for we were together for what two and a half years maybe before we got engaged and we were driving to Moab one night and you know we were like in this long heartfelt conversation and this whole time he was thinking that I like just wasn't telling him all my feelings and we I remember exactly the moment like we were getting off I-70 at the exit to at Crescent Junction to like go to Moab and Brandon goes I just wish that you trusted me enough to tell me everything and I was like oh, that's what you think is going on. No, 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 no. I just don't have any, any more feelings than this. Yeah. He has so many feelings about everything that in his mind, he was like, this can't possibly be it. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, You
1: must have more more to contribute and you're just not telling me. Right? And I was like, oh. That's how I thought about Scott. Yeah, I was like, yeah. you think I'm like yeah. holding back because I don't trust you. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm telling you everything. There's yeah. just not a lot there. I just yeah. don't feel emotions super deeply the way that you do. Yeah. Right. And like literally two weeks later, we got engaged. Yeah. Like, it was like, like that okay, was the can... issue. And it yeah. was like this huge light bulb went on of like, oh, I'm just an emotional puddle. I have a, a very shallow. I'm, um, what's the word? An inch deep and a mile wide. Yes. And Brandon is an inch wide and a mile deep.
0: He's just an abyss. He's like a you. mile <laughs>
1: wide and a mile deep. He's like the Mariana Trench of emotions. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, fighting is, is definitely a great way to I really do feel people ha- give fighting a bad rep, and I also think that people avoid fighting in conflict because they're just like, oh, I just don't want to deal with it. But it really if you can push through conflicts with your partner, I just feel like you learned so much about yourself too. We've I've learned a crap ton about myself. Okay, so I'm gonna f- fly through the rest of these two. So no degrading language. I know that's such a given, but people do this. They'll start name calling. Or they'll swear. I'm really bad. Sometimes I swear. I've never named called, name called, named called, but I'll swear. Cause when I get mad, I just like have a potty mouth. And I mean, if I can barely not swear on the podcast, you think I swear when I'm fighting, but degrading language is just like, it's unproductive. Okay. Okay. Express your feelings with words and take responsibility for them. So it's like, I feel angry, like using actual statements of like what you're feeling. I feel scared. I feel this, um, like the I statements, which is very cliche, but these are basic things that people may not know. But taking responsibility for being like, I'm really scared. So like that took me forever to learn to be like, hey, Scott, because I feel like when when you're in a romantic relationship, I don't care who you are. It is scary to like say how you feel. because the one thing we're all afraid of is being rejected is for someone to be like okay you've i've you've shown your true colors and i don't love you anymore like that is our biggest fear when we enter a partnership is being left or being rejected or one day not being enough and so That's really scary. But the rub with that is the only way to get to closeness is for you to then actually say exactly what you're feeling and just put it out there and just hope that that person that you picked a partner that can like take good care of your feelings. Okay. Take turns talking. That is Scott and I will do this all the time. We're I will start talking and he wants to swoop in with his solutions of the, th- the reasons why I'm wrong. And he doesn't say it wrong, but that's how I take it. He's like, well, here's why your argument doesn't hold any water. I'm like, well, th- we're not in a courtroom here. I'm just telling you how I feel. But take turns talking as well. He'll kind of swoop in and I'll be like, can you just hear me out? Like, can you? Right, you need like not a spirit stick. Me. I need a spirit stick and I like, we need to pass the baton. Yeah. <laughs> no stonewalling. So there's a book. This is the Gottmans again. I love the Gottmans. They do a lot of books and teachings around couples therapy. But they have this thing called the four horsemen of the apocalypse in relationships. And so they did all this research around what are the biggest predictors of divorce. They did years and years and years of observing couples. And the four horsemen of of the apocalypse for relationships. When these four things happen, relationships fail. Criticize. So if you verbally attack their personality or character, contempt, so attacking their sense of self with an intention to insult or psychologically abuse, which is like horrible, horrible. So you just completely attack their sense of self. Defensiveness, seeing yourself as the victim in efforts to ward off a perceived attack and reverse the blame. So defensive is just like, nope, nope, nope. I take I take offense to everything you're saying and just like ping it back. It's almost like, you know, playing tennis is everything they lob at you, you just, get defensive about and playing the victim to that. Well, you do this and I'm not the guilty one here, whatever. And then the last one is stonewalling, which is what I was going to say at the next one. Stonewalling is withdrawing as a way to avoid conflict in efforts to convey disapproval, distance and separation. When you stonewall, the easiest way to argue is to just refuse to talk. It's different from saying, I need eight hours to think about this, which Scott has actually done, and that is totally fine. He's given me a time when we need to come back and talk about this, but I think a lot of some type of personalities, and I think this has to do more with males, but like males tend to really need time to go in a cave and process and then come back a little more clear headed. But stonewalling will be like refusing to communicate, where they're like sitting with their arms crossed and they just like sit there and they maybe give you a smirk. Like, well. If I'm not going to talk to you and that's my way of being a jerk. That's crappy. Stonewalling is not needing space. That's just, di- that's a completely different thing. It's just like the refusal to communicate. No yelling is the next one, obviously. I am guilty of yelling. I'm a yeller. I'm getting better. <laughs> Are you a yeller? Ugh, no, when I get so I'm mad. like a passive
1: aggressive whisperer. I do the opposite. Really? Where like, Fine. Well, if you don't want to talk about it. <gasps> yeah. I get real, passive I, get pa- I get passive aggressive.
0: Oh, like under your breath comments. Yes. I'll do that yes. too. Like as I'm leaving the room, yeah. I do a lot of leaving cause I just can't. Yeah. Uh, cause I know if I'm going to blow up, I'm like, I just walk out of the room and I, t- I've actually been better about, okay. It's like, what's the lesser of two evils sitting there and yelling or taking a break, walking away and saying a passive aggressive comment. Right. Like I would do
1: like the, the biggest thing that I'm, that I'm guilty of. And I do this all the time actually is like, A lot of times our fights right now center around like housework or, you know, little things where it's like I like I'll get mad because I wanted I had asked him to do something and he didn't do it. And so now I'm stuck doing it and I'm mad because this this was more of an issue like a year ago when I was working so much and he was in school a lot. And it just like felt like, you know, I was like. I, of co- you know, of course, this is, was my own story. Like, I'm doing everything all the time. Right. You're doing right. nothing. And so, and but this still happens where I'll be like, I'll be doing something and he'll come in and he'll be like, well, th- thanks for doing that. I'm like, well, someone has to do it. And then he'll be like, well, do you want me to do it? I'm like, no, I'm already doing it. That's my like just, biggest. Just just a bind. Just, pa- just yeah. put him in no, a double I'm ar- bind. exactly <laughs> Well, somebody has to do it. No, yeah. I'm already doing it. Exactly. Like he, in this situation, he literally cannot win. I will nope. not let him like. Uh-uh. Yeah, like I have decided. Yeah, no, you're so pissed. I mean, I'm like exactly. I am going to you're be just pissed, mad in yeah. this situation, and no matter what you do, I would make you feel like crap. Yeah, yeah. isn't that nice? Yeah. Why aren't I a great
0: wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I've done that too. I can't remember about what. It's usually like I don't know when Scott. I, <laughs> I hate to say bless their hearts, but sometimes it's like I'll bless your heart. He'll like want a trophy for taking out the trash sometimes, and I'm like, uh, I like. I do a lot around the house and I don't ask for trophies, but whatever, it's fine. Sometimes people need pets and that's okay. Okay, last two, take a time out if things get too heated. That's again, different from stonewalling. So if you need time, it's fine, but I have been guilty of needing to resolve things right here and right now, because that is my anxiety of being, like, I don't want things unresolved. I can't tolerate things being unresolved because I interpret that as you don't love me we need to be good. I can't tolerate things being like a mess right now. So like, let's fix it right this moment. Getting better. Like now I could care less. I'm like, if we need time and we need time, because like by now I know our pattern, but I used, it used to give me so much anxiety. Like I used to have full on panic attacks. if like, we couldn't resolve things like right then and there. Um, And then the last one is attempt to come to a compromise or an understanding. So life isn't always perfect. Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? like you really just have to compromise and accept things the way they are like sometimes like Scott and I joke about that all the time of i'm just going to compromise like there's things that i th- i think y- you do that drive me crazy, like not screwing the lids on things. But I'm going to be okay with that because I love you. And I see the bigger picture of things. Or on the weekends, if he wants to do something I'm not super jazzed about, I'm like, but he loves it. And it makes him happy. And like that contributes to us. That's like the whole team thing is like, it's not me versus him. It's like we're in a marriage, we need to work on this together. What can you contribute every day to that team effort? And sometimes you just have to take one for the team. (laughs) fighting is a trip marriage is a trip marriage is a trip. <laughs> a trip marriage is really hard it really is why is this like the thing that
1: our society has been like you shall do you shall find someone and be stuck with them forever
0: isn't that funny <laughs> like the way that we partner yeah with each other we could do a whole nother five episodes oh gosh, about really could partnerships and being together but we should probably end this episode and, and have so. people write into their, with their marriage stories and maybe the things that help their partnerships. Oh, I do want to read, I always do this, sorry, but I, I met, we met the greatest gal at our episode 300 party that I really want to read her email because she was so sweet and She was like, I was so fangirling that she was so nervous to meet us, but she wrote the sweetest email that I just wanted to read it. Her name is Jess. She said, It was so fun to meet you both tonight. I was super nervous. So, my apologies for being starstruck and nervous and practically unable to speak. And she was so sweet. She was like the sweetest girl ever. I appreciate you both and the podcast so much. Have you heard that saying that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with? For me, that means being mindful of not surrounding myself with negative people, rather people who bring me up and have the same goals of being a good person who grows. I take that into my podcast too. I drive an hour each night after work to pick up the boys from school and then home, and your podcast is a positive part of my life. Between normalizing that marriage is annoying sometimes, parenting, that nutrition doesn't have to control my day, that fitness and my lack of pull-ups four years into CrossFit don't define me that I can enjoy CrossFit without being an elite athlete, and I can take time off and try new things. Joy, trying out Fitwall inspired me to try and sign up at a similar place places near my house, and I've been loving the non-CrossFit workouts. They bring variety and make me appreciate my CrossFit days that much more. You two are putting so much good into the world by being your real authentic selves. Thanks for bringing so much positivity into my life and grabbing my hand on the way out, Joy. I was telling my sister how embarrassed I was at barely being able to speak to you guys from the (laughs) starstruckness. Wishing you an easy labor, Claire. Looking forward to the episode 400 event, Jess. Do you remember... That picture. I don't yes, know if you can so see cute. it her, I can. Yes. She is like so the cutest cute. ever. And she was so nervous. And I just I think I did just grab her hand. I was like, it's fun like you're yeah. good. Like thank you so much. <laughs> like these are the moments where I'm like, we're just people. We're just girl people. And you guys are amazing and we love our oh listeners. My goodness. Uh love so it. So I'm gonna go write a huge sign of raising the bar so I could remember this. And yes. then we're gonna plan a ton of stuff. And then you're gonna go into labor and everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> And we're not gonna fight with our husbands tonight. No, we're
1: not. No fighting. Just no fighting. Contracting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <sighs> All right, guys. Have a great week.